Welcome to my office. In this video, we're gonna do something a little different. Along with the real, and the raw, and the outrageous, we're gonna show you some never-before-seen outtakes. In other words, the uncensored version of Strongest Word PD. All suspects are still innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. thing I have, whether that was the last thing that happened. Right, so <laughs> you guys, Luke, I think you had fallen to your knees, the the girls sink into the ground in front of you, the three of them, mm -hmm. and yeah, this breeze comes through, it's, it's like a palpable breeze that hits all of you, and Hold, who's weeping over this corpse, even stops and kind of looks up at at you, Nigellus, who's over the top of him, patting him on the back. And then he looks out into the clearing, like at the tree line. Mm -hmm. And he, he slowly grabs the bow at his side. And uh, both of you, Nigellus, why don't you give me a perception check? Shadow, you you got your back to where they're looking right now. So if you mm -hmm. want to turn, you can, but... Uh, 18 plus. Nice. Okay. Nigellus, you see that Hold is looking at, from the tree line, it looks like there's just this shadow that's coming sort of five feet off the ground all along the tree line coming in. It's as though the trees themselves are moving in closer to you. Kay. And then you realize that it is a horde <clears throat> of, it looks like individual shuffling piles of leaves and vines and branches that are sort of moving like slugs over the ground some of them have feet some of them are just almost rolling in their piles of stuff mm -hmm. but there is a horde of them uh that's emerging from the trees and coming closer to you and uh they're probably i don't even remember how big i said the clearing was but we'll say 50 yards in every direction okay is because you were right in the center Mm -hmm. So they're probably 50 yards out, but they're shambling in towards you. And that's what you see. And Hold immediately gets to his feet and pulls an arrow out mm -hmm. and knocks it into his bow and kind of looks around and Shadow, he gestures towards you and you see them easily now too. Okay. Um, but these things are shambling towards you. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to say something's not right in these woods. They're all coming from the northern side of the clearing. At least from what you can see, that's the mm -hmm. direction they're coming from. So I'm gonna, let's see, I'm gonna go for a nature check and see if I recognize what this is. Okay. Uh, nice. 12. You don't, it, this is nothing natural. Okay. That's enough to know that. I'm gonna say this is unnatural. <laughs> okay. They're shuffling closer, they're probably 40 yards out now. Hmm. The sky above you? Yeah. While these things are advancing, the sky, you sort of notice in your peripheral vision, I think, because you guys have enough 
passive perception to see this. Mm -hmm. You see sort of from the horizon over the trees, like a blanket go over the top of you. Mm -hmm. Not of anything dark, but it's that same that same lens sphere thing that's yeah, been moving yeah. around. You know how it spread over the mm -hmm. um, edge of the trees and then disappeared? It seems to have just extended over the top of you almost like a bubble, like a visor that's going mm -hmm. over all your space. Okay. And uh, give me perception checks again. There's something. Yeah, old got it. He doesn't notice. Uh, 15. Nigellus? <clears throat> Shadow, you don't see this, but as this thing is it's sort of in the yeah. corner of your vision, mm -hmm. you think you see the train okay. car up in the sky above you for half a second. Okay. Uh, and it, it, like, blinks out. Mm -hmm. You don't, you think you see it and then you're not sure you, you know you have yeah. other things to worry about hmm. but just this weird sphere it's like you can see it and you can't see it at the same time sort of cover over the sky above okay. you and these things are closer they're about 30 yards now they're moving you in fact notice at this point that they're hemming in from the sides as well okay and over your shoulder, even as as you can see this, you can see them. They're surrounding you, basically. Classic pincer move. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna touch Shadow, <laughs> giving him an extra one d four in whatever he does. Okay. And I'm gonna say, it's up to you, friend. Figure this out. Okay. Hold, hold is looking from one of you guys to the other, and he he, like. He looks nervous, but he's just not speaking. He's kind of watching you for signals here. They keep shuffling inwards. Man. <laughs> I was trying to see if I had anything to like start a fire with. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think my thieves tools have. Do you wanna start a fire? Because I could just call lightning. I don't know. I don't wanna use <laughs> too many spells if we can avoid I've got um 11 spell slots so well I, yeah i guess so hold while these things are moving and they're probably 20 yards away yeah. now hold draws back and looses an arrow at one of them yeah and he hits it square and the arrow just goes through its through its mm. form and it keeps moving at you okay. he pulls out another arrow and he just starts shooting one one arrow at a time they're going straight through these things bodies but he doesn't seem to know what else to do and they, as you guys are just, yeah, as you guys are just standing there trying to figure out what to do, I guess, these things get within 15 yards of you on all sides. So you are hemmed in, and yeah. the field is almost full of them. Okay. Just these mounds of vine things, and uh, that visor that had covered the sky kind of dilates to a point, and it's like it lowers down, and all you guys are standing in one little area it lowers down and kind of all of a sudden it's like you hear a little pop and everything freezes around you so you're surrounded by these vine things that are moving in they were moving in and yeah. even the ones that were walking and hopping and everything the ones that were kind of stumbling they all freeze it okay. freeze in time basically mm -hmm. and this orb comes down and it forms into the shape it's imagine like a blurry vision like something shaking yeah and it's shaking so fast you can't it's like a hummingbird wing okay imagine the sort of vibration that hummingbirds wings look like 
in the shape of a humanoid. Interesting. That lands on the ground kind of towards the edge of this circle, but it's inside the circle with you. So you guys are in this 40 yard diameter hemmed in circle of these frozen mounds. Okay. And now this hummingbird shape is standing it on one end of it and it takes a step towards you and we need to roll initiative now because oh, you guys boy. haven't been taking it yourselves. So I got 19. Yeah, also 19. <laughs> nice. What are your modifiers? Uh, plus two. Mine's plus eight. Okay. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> I have the feet for that. That gave me a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's why. All right. Uh... So, Shadow, you're first. The jealous, you'll be right after him. Okay. Um, well. And I don't think we need to map this out. There's, you know, you guys are in a circle. You can basically run to any point within it yeah. from where you're at. The thing's probably, it's within the circle, so it's, it's we'll say it's 20 feet from you. I guess I'm going to go up and, um, I guess... Do I want to attack it? I don't know. Should, yeah. I, should I attack it? I guess. That's what I'm... I guess we might as well. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm going to go up and try and attack it Okay. Then. Sure. So run up. Swing so at it. So you run up to it. What are you attacking it with? Uh, with my dagger. Okay. Okay. That is... Plus seven. All right. It's going to give... It's going to use its reaction to impose disadvantage on that. Okay. So, try again. Okay. So that's plus seven as well. All right. Twelve. I guess. So, so you run up, and you with your dagger. Yeah. What What are you trying to? Where are you hitting it? I was stabbing just it, slashing sla it. Like okay. Slashing. Okay. So you're running up, and as you lift your arm to slash it, you, everything moves more slowly for you. Okay. So this is what this disadvantage did to you. It's like all of a sudden you're moving in slow motion yeah. and the hummingbird thing just like slides back about a foot <laughs> and you just swing in front of it and Damn. you swing into the space in front of it. Okay. And Nigellus, you are up. I suppose I will just run up and attack with primal savagery. Okay. With disadvantage. Mm -hmm. One. Cool. Great one. Okay. So you run up. It does the same thing to you. <laughs> you, you're clawing at it, and it's like your body just moves in slow motion. And hold while you're running up and clawing. Hold knocks an air when he fires over over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he fires over your shoulder, and the arrow freezes in space over your shoulder while you move slowly, and it's like it freezes. You're moving slowly, and the arrow releases, and it hits your hand. Uh, you're gonna take one d4 damage from that. The arrow was moving directly towards the thing. Two damage. So this thing, you guys both try to attack it. 
that's what happens. There was one of it. It's like it extends in a circle all around you. Oh. You see, imagine, it looks more like a worm than a person at this point. Okay. It's, it's just like its whole person form extends yeah. in this long archway. And it claps in on you guys. Both ends snap together over the top of the two of you. Hold, it doesn't extend far enough to clap in on hold. Okay. You guys, uh, everything sort of flashes black for a minute. Okay. And you are you find yourself standing in the same clearing. Seems to be the same time of day. All the the vine creatures that had surrounded you are gone. Okay. Hold is no longer there. The body is no longer there. You <laughs> so you're in the same clearing. Okay. The woods around you have a different look to them. The trees seem to have grown slightly. Okay. Like It's like the trees got slightly bigger. The grass under your feet feels a little bit different. Hmm. You guys didn't, you didn't take any damage or anything from whatever this thing just did okay. to you. But you find yourself in the same clearing, but with it just seems slightly different. Hmm. And... Um. Yeah, can, go ahead. Can I study the trees to see how much they've changed? Oh, yeah, sure. And you can, you you notice another thing, too. So go ahead, do your roll. Try that Touching again. Touching my dice. Yep. Uh, nine. Mm, okay. Um, they just look different. They look just bigger, basically, okay. it seems, in most proportions. But you notice at the southern edge of this same clearing, it's basically the same size clearing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, in fact, the southern edge seems to have extended slightly. Okay. Like the tree line is farther away from you than it was before. You see, down there, crouched against the dark trees, there's a wooden hut. It's nearly buried amidst piles of logs, and the grass all around it is littered with wood chips. Uh, there are a bunch of stumps around that kind of show marks of use as splitting blocks. Okay. So it's like there's this logger's cabin. <clears throat> That you, it definitely wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, both of you hear a grunting noise behind you. I'll turn around. And you hear some, some pounding. And you are being charged by two of the biggest boars you have ever seen. Okay. So, like, wild pigs, essentially, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys want to do now? They're charging at you. They're maybe... 30 feet away at this point. Okay. There's I'm two of them. I'm gonna yell, easy fella. Okay. What? A, why don't you give me a roll here? What are you trying to do exactly? Just calm them down. Would that be uh, animal nature handling? Ch- yeah, animal handling. Sure. Uh, 16 plus 6. Dang. Um, the one, one of them hesitates, and as it sort of slows down, you see there's a small boar that was almost like under its flank. Mm-hmm. So you notice now there are these two boars. They're like the size of bulls. Okay. Like sweet big <laughs> boars. And this little one is more like the size of a regular boar. Okay. Must be 200 pounds. Uh, so imagine the bigger ones are large enough to even hide that from your vision at yeah. first. Yeah. But one of the bigger ones slows down a little bit. It kind of starts to flag, but the other one keeps charging at you. Okay. And it, uh, in, in that time, Nigellus, it is going to charge up and try to gore you. Okay. So, this Can I conversely try to, like, kind of matador it and grab a tusk? You can, let me see, 
I'm gonna do an attack roll on you. We'll see how that how that resolves. Does a fourteen hit you? Yeah. Okay. So it hits you. Man. So you can't matador. Uh, you need to do a strength saving throw. All right. Uh, six. All right. You are prone. It knocks you down. I'll tell you how much damage you take in just a second. Okay, so you're going to take ten damage plus four, five, six, seven, eight. You just took Jeez. 18 damage. <sighs> From a regular okay. sized boar? No, this is the, the one boar. big one that didn't stop. Oh. Yeah. This is the giant boar. So let me get initiative going here. So we're basically saying the jealous did that first, right? Yeah. And then the giant boar, the angry one. And then, go ahead, Shadow, you can roll. Or not roll, you can tell me what you want to do here. Um, so the one that flagged, it's maybe 15 feet out yet. Okay. The little one is sticking close to it. The big one that just hit Nigellus yeah. just ran him down. And actually, Nigellus, you can get a swing at it if you want while it's running by. It's going to move about 10 feet past you. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, go ahead. Just opportunity attack. What do I do for... That's just Whatever me. weapon you're attacking it with. Whatever okay. you're hanging on to, I guess. Yeah, that would be butt face. Okay. Uh, 14. Alright. Yeah, you hit it. Roll damage. Alright. Just to hit him with the staff. Five. Alright. Okay, Shadow, you're up. Right. Are we trying to kill this thing, or...? Mm. I would prefer not to hurt woodland creatures, but you make the call. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll do my best. So, um... So the, the angry one just bowled over Nigellus. Oh, well, okay, you're fine. Next time, Nigellus, mm -hmm. if it knocks you down, you have disadvantage to hit something that's moving. Okay. So, anyway, that's fine. You hit it. I'm going to, uh... So there's the one that just passed you, yeah. right? And then there's yeah. the other two that are still facing you i'm going to shoot an arrow at the one that just knocked okay john over go ahead okay oh nice 18, 18 plus six yes yeah, so. yeah that hits six plus three nine damage nice all right. I'm trying not to. <laughs> I asked because if we're not trying to kill it, I'm not gonna hit it with my poison dagger. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't. Do you have it? No, you don't have it with you. Oh, that's right. I don't. Dang, it's okay. Buried. I I'll, I have to. I should remember that. <laughs> I have another dagger, but I don't have my poison one. Yeah. If I okay. So if I try to say plus seven to hit, correct me. Okay. It's plus six to hit. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Plus seven is with the uh, regular, or with my poison dagger. Okay. I forgot that I buried it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay, you're removing the curse, so it's worth not having with you. Yep. Um, so that, that arrow hits it, it sticks into its shoulder, and it kind of grunts angrily, and quick is starting to whip around and come back. Okay. While it's doing that, the other one that was a little more hesitant turns away from Nigellus, who's on the ground, and it moves towards you, okay. Shadow, but it's only about 15 feet away. Yeah. So it charges you, but it does. it's not able to hit you as hard as the one that hit Nigellus. Okay. So does a 15 hit? 
Uh, I think that's a tie. Yeah. Dang. Tie. Okay, it hits you. Uh, but it's not going to knock you over because it doesn't have that much of a head of steam. Okay. You take eight damage from it. Okay. And it, so it hits you, and then it's going to keep running. You can get a swing at it if you can sort of muster something quickly. Yeah, I'll well, it's, swing with well, my... It moves well, I guess. It, I, since I had my bow and arrow out, uh-huh. would you consider me pulling my dagger out reasonable? Or... It? Ah, sure. Dagger's Otherwise, like, you can have the bow in one claws, hand. And... Yeah, I go ahead. do like a claw hit. Go ahead, do that. I, I suppose, yeah, that probably makes more sense. Hit it with yeah. your claws. <laughs> okay. Well, it swings by. That's not plus anything to hit with claws, is it? Uh, it'd be your proficiency. So plus, is our proficiency three right now? Thirteen proficiency with... Oh, in fact, you hit it. Dexterity? Uh, No, just like general proficiency bonus. Oh, yeah, plus three. Mm -hmm. So I guess... Yep, you hit. Uh, Okay. It's not going to be much damage. So the damage, unless you... Do you have a special damage dice for... For uh, claws? Yeah. Uh, No. You can claws an unarmed attack for 1d4. Perfect. Good. So that's actually better than a regular arm punch. Four damage. Nice. There we go. All right. <laughs> that big one moved towards you, Shadow, and hits you and kind of moved by and you clawed at that one. And the okay. little one is following close by, <laughs> okay. but it doesn't actually attack you. It just runs by. Okay. So, Nigelis, you're up next. Does it take a fall action to get up from prone, or is that just my movement? Half your movement. That's all. Okay. So I'm going to stand up. And the one that ran past you is on its way to turn around, but it's not. You could just kind of figure, again, we don't need a map here because everything's within movement distance. Okay. Um, well, how close is Shadow to me relative to the other boars? Mm. You guys are maybe 10 feet apart. Okay. Right? Because I don't think you moved a whole lot when everything was hemming you in before. No. So you're maybe 10 feet apart, and the bigger boar that had the little one next to it yeah those are closer to shadow they okay. just ran past him and they're spinning around so they're maybe 15 feet off from him and okay. maybe 25 feet off from you and the bigger one that just hits you is spinning back around okay that is does that help case yeah i'm gonna so even like all these boars there's the one the big one plus the little one mm-hmm. those are probably 20 feet from the other one, the other angry one. I'm gonna call lightning. Okay. <laughs> to non-lethally. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? It thinks it doesn't say I can. Go for it. <laughs> we'll see if you're <laughs> able to non-lethally electrocute this bull or this okay. boar. So I'm going for the one next to the little one. Okay. And I'm just gonna call lightning to where the big one is. So each creature within five feet of the point must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna set it directly on the big one. Well, so we're like how far apart are the big and little? Oh, ones? they're right, right next to each other. I'm just within gonna, five feet. I'll set it between the two of them. Okay, so they each make a deck save. Yep, that could right. beat fourteen. This is the giant one. Roll the two. Okay. No amount of modifier will save that, and the little one. Roll the twelve. Uh, it's a deck save. Yep. Yeah, plus zero. Okay. So did you? They both failed? Yep. Okay. So they both take 3d10 lightning damage. Dang. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you just get yourself to your feet and like point up at the sky and 
God smites them. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, oh my gosh. So this is, the duration is my concentration up to 10 minutes. What? So for the next 10 minutes on each of my turns, I can call an additional lightning strike. I think, yeah. So I cast the spell, and for okay. the next 10 minutes on each of my turns, I can use my action to call another lightning strike. Wow. Yeah. Until your concentration is broken. Yeah. That's still wow. crazy. I suppose that's not a whole lot different than Tanner's Tanner's meteor thing. He uh -huh. calls like yeah, that's right. six of them or whatever, and he can just use them. So how much damage do these take? 11. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. That's that's actually yeah. It <laughs> okay. could have been way way, way the worse. Little, for that. So yeah. this lightning comes down between the two, mm -hmm. and the big one gets shot off to the side. It almost the explosion kind of rockets it a couple feet over. Yeah. And the little one just it squeals, and all its side just like bubbles, and the hair gets burned off of it, and oh. that one it goes down. Mm. Oh, I feel oh. bad. Remind so, me to heal that pig if we make it out of this. You gonna move it off? I'm gonna move towards the injured pig to comfort it. Okay. <laughs> it is well, it doesn't it's more than injured is what it looks like. Okay. From what just happened. But when uh that was Nagellus. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when the when the one that knocked you down Nagellus, mm -hmm. when it sees what just happened, it it squeals even more angrily and stomping its feet it moves directly at you again okay. so it just spun around and it's coming back for a, another run through does a 15 yep uh do a save for me again is that strength yes man keep it on the table fool <laughs> uh 18 nice okay you're able to keep your feet okay 10, 11. Man, you're lucky. Uh, you got 14 damage. How is that lucky? I rolled a couple ones. <laughs> so you take 14 damage from that, but it, it kind of slashes at you with its tusks, and you're able to... It tried this once before, so you're at least able to keep your feet. Okay. And Shadow, you're up. Okay, so... Holy smokes. Am I close? Yeah. Well, they've so done the like one. 32 damage to me. Yeah. yeah. These things are spooky. I guess whichever one I'm closest to, um, probably the one that just charged yeah, yeah. John because uh -huh. the other one got launched away. Uh -huh. So I guess I'm, I'm going to go up and, um, well, actually, no, I'm not going to go up. I'm going to fire another arrow. Okay, go ahead. Do you get your sneak attack with arrows too? I think I can. Um, I forgot to do it the first time, but... I'm pretty sure you can as well. I think it's just any attack you take. Yeah. I guess I'll try... I'll try sneak this time okay. because... Uh, so it's deception versus your insight, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it got a seven. Nice. You got it. I was going to say my insight is plus five as well. So, so you got a 16. All right. Nice. Okay, so your sneak attack works Man, here. I'm going to... You kind of pinpoint its motion and you can... Okay, well, let's try and see if I See hit where it you gotta aim. Oh, 19! Nice. <laughs> Good, that's yeah. a hit. Okay. <clears throat> Do I want a non lethal M? 
I don't know if I can. I'm about to destroy him. Probably. If you're non-lethal, I'm, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Unless you're Even eating. though you're dying, you're jealous. Well, so far, you've taken yeah. a good couple shots. So I get upset at anyone who kills a creature for anything other than sustenance. <laughs> so you're going to eat this boar, and you're going to like it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So we got... Three. Seven. Eleven. Fourteen. Fifteen. Uh, plus three. Oh my gosh. Eighteen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. So that one, you hit it on, so your last shot hit it in the shoulder? Yeah. This one, the arrow is able to go in when it's on a different part of its stride and the arrow hits it square in the side of the chest. Uh, Right around where its vital organs, sort of the heart, where you were aiming, I think. Uh, and it, it is clearly wounded now. Okay. And it slows down, but it doesn't go down with that shot. Okay. So the one that just got cl clobbered by lightning, yeah. it is going to run off. Cool. So the lightning struck, it just takes off towards the trees. It's going the other direction. Uh, Nigellus, you're up again. It takes off towards the uh, towards the northern side of the clearing, so opposite end from the mining or the mining the lumber hut. But Nigellus, the one that you've been toe to toe with, yeah, it looks like it's spinning around to come back again. This cool. one's kind of in a the one that Shadow just shot. Yeah, it's just going berserk. Okay, so where are they in relation to me? They're Oh, you guys are all... Okay, so it just hit you, right? Yeah. And it ran past, say, another 10 feet. Yeah, so they're on opposite ends? Essentially, yeah. Okay. So the one that's been charging me, mm -hmm. I'm going to strike it with another lightning bolt. Okay, <laughs> so it does a dex save? Yep. Four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let me know what you do to it. That's a 10. No, oh, that's that six. Was a six. Oh, was a six? Another six. Okay, twenty-two. All right. Oh, that thing is fried. That it goes down. It's okay. it's spinning to turn around and come back at you, and you point at it. <laughs> it just turns into a fried chicken. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, picture the cartoon. It's running, and all of a sudden, lightning comes down, and then there's like the yeah. burned crisp version of it standing there, and its eyes blink at you. And then, it just, <laughs> yeah. and then it sort of turns into ashes and collapses <laughs> to the ground. I'm going to say a silent prayer of regret to the forest <laughs> gods. All right. While you're doing that, uh, you hear a shout come from the lumber hut. Okay. And you see a man standing there. He's got an axe at his side. Mm -hmm. Not like a full battle axe yeah. or anything. This is like obviously the woodcutter guy. Yep, yep. He is dressed like he's out to cut wood. Although he's wearing all leathers, like old-looking leathers. Not, you know, not something you would have bought in a marketplace. Okay. He sort of fashioned these himself, it looks like. Is this like San Francisco leather, or...? It's something that says, Daddy likes leather. <laughs> How's that? Uh, I can deal with that. Okay, no, not really, though. 
um, <laughs> but he's wearing all leather clothing, and he uh, he kind of whistles to you to get your attention, and he waves, and you see there's two two boys, maybe ten years old each, just sort of standing at his side, and they're all. I mean, he's he's way at the southern edge of this place. Okay. So it's uh, well, further than fifty yards now. He's maybe seventy five yards out, but the. The mother boar mm-hmm. ran off to the north and disappears into the trees up there. The, yeah. the baby is dead, and the father is totally fried. I thought the baby ran off into the woods, too. Now the baby got oh, got uh, hit by lightning the first yeah, time. Man. <laughs> fried him. I'm going to say a second silent prayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you guys want to do? I'll go over and... Tell these people to go away because this is an active crime scene. <laughs> okay. I'll follow him and tell him to ignore that order. <laughs> okay, so when you guys walk up... When you guys walk up, uh, he, he kind of hails you. He leans his axe against the wall of this hut. And he says, what? Where'd you guys come from? And he's maybe in his upper 20s. I'm going to say that's on a need-to-know basis, sir. May we ask where you came from? Why? Well, <laughs> back in the woods back there, he just, like, gestures over his shoulder. He says, it looks like looks like them boars are giving you a hard time. You don't quite look like you're, you're hunters. Well, I ain't never seen anybody hunting with lightning before. <laughs> and the kids are just staring at you wide-eyed. I'm going to let a single tear roll down my cheek and say... What I just did was nothing befitting a hunter. <laughs> well, he, he kind of spits in the dirt and says, well, I can't argue with that. You best be going now. We don't, I don't think I want you folks around here. And he turns to the boys, he says, go inside. And they both immediately just stand up and run inside the hut. I'm going to look at the storm clouds still brewing up above us. Okay. And I'm going to call a lightning strike. Storm clouds yeah. Oh, I guess you ten still minutes. have your lightning. So I'm going to call a lightning strike like back in the center of the clearing again. Okay. And I'm going to say I think we're right where we need to be, sir. All right. Are you trying to... Uh, I'm trying to intimidate Yep. Him. Give me an intimidation check. 17. Minus one. 16. Okay. He looks a little bit cowed by that. He, uh, he actually, he had leaned his axe against the wall of the hut. Yeah. Uh, he grabs it again, and he kind of hefts it over his shoulder. It's a little bit of a shell, but he hefts it over his shoulder, and he says, I don't want any trouble. I just, yeah. I don't want you around here. We don't Gotta want... watch out for my sons. Yeah. We don't want no trouble, neither. We just... We don't know where we are or why we're here, and we're looking for answers. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, he looks from you to shadow. He says, well, I don't know how I can help you with that. Have you... Maybe maybe Bradamil could help you. Go find him in the village. There was some... There was some freaky-looking red-faced guy with horns showed up a while ago. He said the same thing. Bradamel helped him out. Before we go, how familiar are you with the concept of time travel? <laughs> he just blinks at you. Says about as familiar as I am with the concept of freaks who can pull lightning bolts out of the sky. Which is to say, I ain't never seen it. 
Well, I think you just did. At what point, I'm going to put on some shades and go to the village. <laughs> Boom. The beat drops. All right. I'm going to shake my head. And You're just going to the village. You don't know where the village is. <laughs> <laughs> I put on shades and go yeah. to the village. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> where he yeah. walks off, and then he turns around and comes back. Well, Where's actually, the village? <laughs> so what I'm thinking is, I'm gonna put on shades, turn around, and walk off, and I'll take a few steps and just turn invisible. Oh, cause you can do that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm invisible. You get to deal with this guy now. <laughs> he picks up his axe. He says, give me one good reason why I don't kill you right now. And he takes a step towards you, Shadow. And well, he I'm going to call another... Kid, stay inside. When he does that, I'm going to call another lightning bolt to strike like 10 feet away from Shadow. Are you really doing this? Go yeah. for it. Intimidation check. Is it really an intimidation check if it's kind of sight unseen? Well, he, he knows what's you're trying to do here but i'm invisible i he's not watching you this is like the scenario trying to intimidate him right i suppose yeah so give me a check seven all right uh shadow he steps towards you and he's gonna start swinging in a second you have like one uh, <laughs> you want to try to do anything uh well i will just say which way is the village again <laughs> <laughs> okay it, that gives him enough pause, and he takes a half a step back. He sticks the axe back on his shoulder. He says, off off to the west. You pass the temple, you'll find the village. Talk to Bradamir. Get out of here. Okay. I'll give him and a... He, he just turns back and... <laughs> I'll give him a thumbs up with my hand that's missing a finger, <laughs> and then I'll walk, walk off to the west. Okay. Oh, John, <laughs> when you're invisible, if you do an action you become visible again mm -hmm. so you're no longer invisible okay when i turn visible again i'm gonna moon him <laughs> he's not even looking oh. he, he's walking back to the hut i'm gonna keep mooning him until he goes back into the hut all right he's in the hut West? He said west, past the temple. I want to investigate this smooth hill quick. Okay, sure. Uh, it is the hill that you guys, sort of the northern part of that clearing, right? Mm -hmm. The, uh, In fact, the mother boar when it ran off, ran kind of over the hill and disappeared into the trees. Okay. This hill, it it's the same hill that was at the northern end of this clearing before, mm -hmm. although the grass that was longer before, on the very top of the hill... It's almost like it's like you're looking at a bald head. So there's grass all the way up, but then the crown of it mm -hmm. is it's smooth and sort of the elements has, have smoothed off any growth from the top of it. Okay. And it's just smooth dirt. Okay. Hmm. Well, what do you make of this? Are you jealous? 
I think we should go to the village. <laughs> okay. Okay. To I'm the west. Gonna, I'm All gonna right. walk up. All right. So you guys travel and remember, what speed are you going here? Fast, normal, slow. So normal takes you ten of these squares in one hour. What time is it? It's noon right now. Same same time it was when you were transported, basically. So you've been in the woods four hours so far. That's what our pennies are. I I vote we go normal speed. Yeah, that works. Okay, so one mile an hour through. <laughs> you guys are heading... There's one. So we can go ten of these. Why don't you draw me the way you go? Just take it one square at a time. You can go ten before we'll stop again and then determine. Okay, so we'll go to here and... What do you think about this mm-hmm. temple? <laughs> okay, so so what you see with the temple, right? Yeah. You guys walk sort of west, northwest. Okay. Uh, following the the easier parts of the forest, right? Remember these yeah, darker right. parts of the super dense areas? Yeah. This isn't... You're following a bit of a track, but it's not... It's clearly not a road that you're walking on. It's more like an animal trail than anything. Okay. You guys go almost half a mile before you see this temple... Uh, it is it is in the middle of a clearing, sort of like the clearing you just came out of. Mm-hmm. There are big stone pillars all around this top, and there's a giant, there's an expansive archway in each of the four walls. You can see, in fact, you can see all the way through it, basically, okay. when you're from looking from one side. Uh, through these giant archways, you see only a ring of benches. And you can see this from far off. These are pretty big benches. But you see a ring of benches surrounding. This temple is almost in a, in a sort of dip in the earth. So you're kind of looking downhill at it. It's almost like it's in a crater. Okay. All the earth on all sides of it is slightly higher than this temple is. And it's got these big archways on every wall. There's a ring of benches around what looks like a hole in the middle of it. Like a pretty big, the hole might be 40 feet across. Okay. So you can see this from pretty far off. And you see what looks like a spiral of a staircase going down sort of the opposite side of the hole. Okay. Hmm. So That's what you see from off a ways yet, you know, tenth of a mile away. I'm going to say we should go in. So I have a plan. I want to go to the center of the temple. Okay. And... So you, you'll approach the temple. Mm-hmm. It's another... Tenth of a mile, right? Yeah. And uh, what you what you notice as you cross really the threshold of one of the giant archways, all this is stonework, mm-hmm. man-made. These these benches around it are all also carved out of stone. Okay. There's pathways in basically the four cardinal directions mm-hmm. through these this ring of benches. Okay. And in the center of each of these aisles essentially there's a statue of a a man with three faces and stags antlers basically human size but they're just standing there they're all facing outward this sounds away from the vaguely hole. familiar <laughs> yeah. to me <laughs> yeah that's right it's to you ish <laughs> yeah to i mean this sounds vaguely familiar to, to gus. gus that's right <laughs> so what do you want to do you don't so, see anybody in the temple, at least from where you're at. I am going to cast Divination. Okay, what does it do? 
You can just read it. So your magic in an offering puts you in contact with a god or a god's servant. So I'm going to talk to Oberon, the fey deity of nature. Okay. Is this a real one or is this a homebrew one like your last stack thing was? <laughs> this is a real one, I okay. think. It doesn't really matter. I'll, pull, I'll go with it either yeah. way. Oh, so this is the fey deity? Yeah. Okay. Um, you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. Okay. The DM offers a truthful reply. The reply might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. Okay. So what does this look like? So, Like, what do you do? I'm interested in sort of the theatrics of this. So the components involve oh, that's okay. <laughs> incense and a sacrificial offering appropriate to my religion. Okay, so what are you going to do? I mean, you know, you don't need incense or whatever. Yeah. But. So it's basically, I'm just going to like, I'm picturing like I'll kind of pull a sapling out of my hair, okay. essentially. Sure. And just kind of like gently plant it and walk around it ritualistically. <laughs> and then you pee on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is just outside the temple that you do this? I was thinking right in the middle of the temple. Oh, the middle of the temple is the giant hole. Hey, yeah, I'll go outside the temple. <laughs> Do you, like, does my description make sense? Yeah. Okay. And to be fair, I wasn't paying complete attention because I was trying to figure out what to do with this. Oh, okay. So the, what we're looking at for the temple, mm -hmm. imagine a big, like an ancient Greek temple, essentially. Yeah. There's a circle of pews mm -hmm. with uh, walkways at each of the four cardinal directions. Okay. There's this stag-headed, three-faced man, mm -hmm. statues in each, and then the center... 40 feet across, there's a giant hole that goes okay. down with a spiral staircase going around the edge, okay. going downwards into the earth. So you definitely can plant it in the center. Yeah. So you you plant this on the outside, and you ask this fey deity, mm -hmm. what is your question? What are the forces that are upsetting this forest? You don't often speak to the gods, mm -hmm. but the times you have done it, the answer sort of comes as a voice inside your head. Okay. And you have this weird tingly feeling in your body, like you know this is the truth coming mm -hmm. to you. <clears throat> Nothing happens. Mm. I'm not being a jerk DM here. It's as though you just asked Brick something, and Bricks isn't there to answer it. Okay. You just ask this question into nothingness, and nothing answers you. Hmm. While, uh, while he's doing and, this. And the reason <laughs> I'm doing this is because that's as telling as an answer could be. Okay. Like, this is significant that mm -hmm. nothing answers you. Um, while he's doing this, mm -hmm. I want to, I guess, like, look around the rest of the temple. Yeah, and sure. see if I can see, like, any, I don't know, maybe some, like, markings on the stone. Or, like, okay. uh, maybe take, like, a little peek down into the hole yeah. and see if I can see... All right. Anything. So I don't want to go like too far away from him, but uh -huh. just kind of looking around while yeah. he's what doing his. Pick out something. <laughs> okay, so we got like the the pillars, right? Yeah. We have the stone pews essentially. Okay. And then we have the statues and the hole. What do you want to look at here? Um, I would say probably this like check out the statues. And give, then, give me. Um, a, we'll start with the statues. We can do okay. this one at a time. We don't have yeah. to rush through any of this. Yeah. So investigation on the statue. One. <laughs> cool. Uh, I have pretty decent investigation. Not yeah, that okay. it's going to get me much more, but... So, six, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. You see... These are 
fairly crudely carved. You can tell it's a man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't look like they were made with super well-developed stone tools. Okay. Kind of just a chisel and a hammer is what did this. It's not really smooth. Uh, the antlers on all all four of the statues all look different, but you can't tell that it's anything deliberate. Okay. It's just sort of, it looks like maybe whoever created these wasn't as skilled as they could have been. Okay. Uh, the faces on these, it's three faces that look fairly nondescript. Essentially, what you can tell with that role is the sculptor was not very skilled. So these are much more representational than anything. Okay. So that's what you're looking at with the statues. Hmm. And then I guess I'll, yeah, I'll take a peek into the hole uh-huh. and see if I can see anything. Seven. Plus five. So okay. twelve. That so time. you walk up to the edge of the hole. There is, there's a clear spot where the staircase, it's just along the, the wall of this. Yeah. The outer wall of this hole that goes down. And there's a clear spot where you would start. So you kind of lean over the edge and look down and you see just about 20 feet down on a platform, it was sort of hidden by the lip of the hole before yeah. this, but on a platform, kind of a landing in the middle of the stairs, there is a guy sitting, a human man with a spear. Okay. He kind of looks like a guard, sort of. Hmm. Uh, he's not He's not wearing anything fancy, but you can sort of guess that he must be some sort of temple guard mm-hmm. just by the way he's doing this here. He's just sitting on a, a stump that's been sort of rolled into place and set there. Okay. And he's leaning on a spear and kind of staring down into the hole below him. Okay. Not really paying attention to much of anything. Right. And you can see, from where you are, you look down, you can see it. the staircase goes down for quite a ways, but maybe 50 feet below you it levels off and then heads off down to the uh, southeast. Sort of the direction, it looks like the direction you came from. Is where it, the tunnel opens up, but it's dark. It's torch lit down there. Okay. So while you're doing that, I'm still, I'm waiting for an answer back, and I haven't heard anything, mm-hmm. and that's kind of gonna trouble me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna get a little agitated, and then I'm just gonna like sit and meditate outside of the temple. Okay. Do you want to do an insight check to see if you can determine what might have or. Yeah. Sort of what might be going on here. As long as you're doing that? Yeah. Uh, Mm. 21. Okay. You get... That's a really good roll. 18 plus 3. Okay. You get a sense that the god you're speaking to, Mm -hmm. although he he exists... It's not like he doesn't exist in our world, right? Yeah. This god is the god of nature, but it's as though he doesn't exist. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, that really troubles me okay so i'm gonna while shadow's in here uh-huh i'm gonna wander off into the dense forest okay and just kind of like sit down in a thicket and think <laughs> oh my gosh <coughs> okay <coughs> that's a good i mean you got to go almost a quarter of a mile to get there that's worth it to me okay sure because i yeah so we're going to put in a jealous about there. <laughs> Three-tenths of a mile that way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So we're seven-tenths of a way to the next hour. Uh, Shadow, what are you doing this 
Well, he, well, well, he's been meditating, and you're kind of examining the statues and looking down in the hole. The the guard doesn't. I mean, if you're only standing by the edge yeah. of the thing for a little bit, he's not going to look up quick enough to see you. So you don't have to be seen by him if you don't want to. I don't want to leave <laughs> jealous here. Yeah, you you notice him walk off. Damn. Well, um, I guess I'll I'll like speak down into the hole at uh-huh. this guy okay and be like excuse me um which way is the village he 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 kind of lazily picks his head up and he sort of squints at you like he might need glasses that he's not wearing okay and he uses his spear to push himself to his feet and he he kind of like waves his arm at you for a second and then he starts walking up the stairs and he makes it up to the level you're yeah, at okay. and he walks sort of the quarter of the way around the hole he needs to to get to you and he says well he, he squints at you like this guy is clearly he needs glasses yeah. that he doesn't have okay. he squints at you and he says I haven't seen you before and he kind of takes a half a step back and grabs his spear oh, yeah. a little tighter what are you doing here well it's kind of hard to explain but um well we got teleported here some sort of weird teleportation type of thing he, he looks around he says we oh kind of where yeah my uh my friend likes to run off into the forest sometimes he's doing some prayers okay. um he, <laughs> this guy's wary of you that's all we're not we're not looking to hurt anybody we just have no idea what's happening which is precisely what somebody <laughs> looking to hurt someone would say Anyway, he, we're just trying to get to the village. We heard there was somebody there that could help us out. Uh-huh. He can tell that you are actually a little bit confused by some of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so he, he settles back a little bit. He says, well, you going to the village, you say? That's what we were told there was somebody there that could help us. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, Bradamil should be able to help you. There was, there was some guy that actually wandered through here a while ago. He kind of kind of gruff guy big red face pointy teeth he was confused too i sent him to bradamill he disappeared i guess i haven't seen him since then but anyway he's he's our priest he should be able to help you um you say you teleported here well i'm not exactly sure what happened but some sort of general uh teleportation like event i wonder i we were another place, and then we're here. <laughs> he he just kind of nods. He sort of takes that in stride. He says, well, why don't you go talk to Bradamil? See what he says. If you come back, you can always speak to Marzana. She might be able to answer some of your questions, too. Okay. Who's that? Oh, he, he, he chuckles. He says, oh, Marzana, she's the, she's the goddess of this temple. Right. He kind of looks over his shoulder down into the hole. Um, he says, yeah, the priestess down there, she's the one who really talks to Marzana through the statue, but but she, Marzana might have some answers for you. But, of course, I can't let you in until you get our elders' permission, so you better go to the village first. Fair enough. We've had, and I'm sorry, he, he kind of chuckles a little bit. He says, you know, I'm sorry I was a little bit a little bit hesitant or seemed hostile at first. Mm-hmm. Well, this really is a welcoming temple anyone is happy we're happy to have anyone here mm-hmm. uh we've just had some some disappearances lately 
Hmm. Our village has been under attack by something. And I guess I, you know, don't see many big black cats very <laughs> often. You seem like you might have been one of the suspects, but... <laughs> well, I suppose that's fair enough. Um, disappearances. He, he just nods. He says, yeah, it's been all kids. Hmm. By any chance was one of them... Let's see. I suppose you didn't really say if she's like blonde or whatever. Oh no! I just describe. I'll just describe the the yeah, girl sure, that I that enough, I yeah. saw. <laughs> I uh, suppose with the he kind of squints a little with harder. The green flowers, maybe. Yeah, okay. because that'd be like the the middle one. Yeah, okay. Because the other one was like a baby face person, uh -huh. yep. which I imagine probably <laughs> doesn't exist. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, he kind of squints even deeper and like looks up. At the sort of the top one of the pillars nearby, yeah. like he's looking off into the distance, and he shakes his head. He says, "No, they've all been, they've all been little kids, taken mm -hmm. taken out of their house at night. Parents don't know they're gone till the morning time. Hmm. We've had seven, eight, we've had eight kids go missing in the last couple days. Seems like almost every night. Gets to the point. I mean, I don't have any kids myself, but gets to the point when." When anyone heads off to do their job, mm -hmm. take their kids with them. They're afraid to leave them behind. Interesting. So you look out now. I, we don't quite know what it is. We've been asking Marzana for help, but she she's not speaking. Well, I don't have any kids, so hopefully I'm all right. <laughs> but thanks for the heads up. <laughs> he just he nods. He says, well, sure. If, if you want to go to the village now it's off to the west he points you can see there's a big stone archway okay that's there's like dense forest on both sides and then this archway kind of clears a path through the middle and you can't see much farther beyond that but he says just follow that clearest way through the woods just through that archway and there's another you see through the north wall there's another stone archway off that way okay uh there are only the two not in the four directions just the west and the north but he points off to the west when he says the village is that way, not too far, maybe another half mile from there. All right. Cool. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll just wait for my friend to come back, and then we'll head over that yeah, way. Yeah, well, make yourself at home. <laughs> he he kind of he actually just shuffles over to one of the benches and sits down and okay. plants his spear next to him and kind of looks off into the distance. Clearly not able to see very far into the distance. You get a sense that this guy just spends most of his time <laughs> not able to see it. Yeah. Okay. So I guess yeah, I'm he just, just gonna sits kind there of. Quietly. I'm gonna kind of well do the same thing. I'll okay. Sit down and I'll look off. I'll like watch <laughs> off into the direction. Okay. I saw Nigellus go into the woods. Okay. Sure. Nigellus, how long are you out there for? I'll say like half an hour. Okay, so that, that'll take us to 1 o'clock, we'll say. You've been in the woods for five hours so far. Okay, now what? I'll head back to the temple. Okay. See how Shadow's doing. Okay, so another two, three, basically. Mm -hmm. Three more tenths of a mile back. Okay, you meet up with Shadow. You got anything to share? Mm -hmm. Something's not right in these here woods. <laughs> I gathered that much. <laughs> this, you could have just talked to this guy. He looks up, and he says, is that another big cat? There's two of you? And he stands up and walks closer, and he kind of laughs and says, oh, sorry, friend, I just can't see very well. He sticks out his hand to shake. I'll shake, but I'm clearly troubled and kind of disinterested. Okay. 
says, well, my name's Beroslav. My name's Nigelis. Something's not right in these woods. Well, you got that right, friend. They've been... He, he basically tells you the same thing. Our kids have been disappearing. So you be careful now. I'm just gonna nod. Okay. I don't know if he'll even be able to see that, but I'll just nod. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he doesn't seem to respond to your nod. <laughs> but he, he just kind of he says, "Well, if that's all you guys needed, I, you, I'll, maybe I'll see you soon." Then he kind of like gives you a little salute and he heads back off towards the staircase <laughs> and returns to his seat. Works for me. All right. So what's your plan? <laughs> to the west. I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge any jealous. See you soon. <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> Man, you guys are mean. Yeah. Okay. And then it, I guess yeah. And then I'm like, well. I'll have he'll have to leave because I just like I know this forest. I don't know where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, I guess we're headed this way. Okay. So you're we'll head off. Towards, yeah. Head off right. towards the village. So there's one tenth, two tenths. You're gonna go over here, right? Mm-hmm. We'll basically say that takes you to 2 o'clock. Okay. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Just to like get into the village and actually do your thing. Mm-hmm. So you guys have been in the woods for six hours now. I need you to make a saving throw. Give me just a second. It's going to be a constitution save. And you need to beat 15. I got 20. Uh, I have to beat? I have 15. I have a zero modifier. Oh, you tied it. You're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys. I was like, oh, yeah. it, it's either a zero or minus one. Mm-hmm. I really hope it's not a minus one. Okay. So just uh, what you're saving from here is the passage of time. Okay. Hmm. You, the way this is going to work. And I can, I think, reveal this to you now, just so you know sort of what's at stake here. Every six hours, you need to make a constitution save. If you save, you will go, you will lose one level of exhaustion, or you'll be fine. Okay. If you fail, you will gain one level of exhaustion. Okay. And then the next six hours, you do the same thing again. This is just going to keep going. Okay, there are six levels of exhaustion. Okay. On the sixth level, you just die. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. So this is... This is just the passage of time that's doing this to your body. You're in some place that you guys have put together, I think, as like characters and players of the game, that something is odd about time here. So that's what's going on. All right. Suddenly, <laughs> it seems a lot more urgent. Yeah. So you may not want to be just sitting off in the woods for half an hour. <laughs> well, it- Pondering that. No, it's totally it fine. Like, that was in character. That made total sense. But you guys feel yeah. sort of at this point, like I know I just had you do a roll at six hours. Yeah. But you can feel time is doing weird things to your body here. Like, okay. it doesn't seem like it's passing quite right. Yeah. But it's 2 p.m. Oh, this is going to apply to like rests and nighttime yeah. too. Oh, really? Yep. Uh huh. This is not going to be easy. <laughs> so, you guys make it to the village. So 50 yards in all directions, the trees have been burned back to make room for a small huddle of huts. There are nine huts in all, and all of them face inwardly to form a protective circle around a large gathering space. So you guys are just on the edge of this burned clearing. That's basically what you can see from here. Mm -hmm. You also notice, off just to the north of the village, 
So maybe here. Like, essentially, this whole thing is the burn area, right? Yeah. Somebody has put up, uh, like, a burlap tent. Yeah. Like, like, just a tent. Yeah. It's waste. It's probably 50 yards off of everything. Mm -hmm. It's clearly separate from the village, but there's just a burlap tent there. Um, and the tent is not facing you, so you don't see anyone around it, but there could be somebody behind it. Okay. Or there could not be. That's not a hint or anything. It's mm -hmm. just sort of directional. Uh, okay, well, do we see any people around? Or yeah, you can see, see these huts are all, they're pretty close together. Yeah. So between the huts, you can see people in the village, but you can't get a good sense from this distance of what they're doing yet. Okay. They're, what, they're mostly a bunch of kids, a couple adults. Nobody seems to have taken notice of you yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, imagine mostly you're looking at like the back walls of all these huts pretty close together. Uh, looking at any of these huts, do I see one that looks, uh, more priestly than the other mm. one? <laughs> no, no. From <laughs> They this... all look pretty much the same? Yeah, from this distance, no. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'm gonna start walking closer. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm just gonna yell out, hello! Yeah, you, okay. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> seem that anybody really responds from this distance. You guys are like 50 yards away, basically, at that point, Kay. right? So you walk, you yell hello, nobody in the village responds, mm -hmm. but you see the figure of a goblin turn, like walk around the burlap tent up to the north okay. mm -hmm. and kind of shield his eyes and look. Yeah. And he... Can we see what color he is? <laughs> Does it matter? I mean, do you want a white goblin or a black well, goblin? Well, I mean, is, <laughs> he, is he red with fangs? Oh! Uh, no, he, he looks like a typical, like, green-skinned okay. goblin. That guy disappeared, apparently. The red oh. the red guy. I thought it was that he showed up randomly. He did, and he then did. he came to the village mm -hmm. for help, and then this person we're looking for, Baradamil, mm -hmm. uh, helped, okay. helped him yeah. disappear, I yeah. guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was too busy meditating. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. No, so this... Uh, it's a regular goblin. He's dressed. He's got, actually, you can see, not a bow over his shoulder, but he's got a sling hanging from his hip. This guy's maybe 30 yards out from you. He's, okay. he's sort of closer to you than the village is at this point. Mm -hmm. He's got a sling on his hip. He also has, it looks like he's, he's dragging behind him like a net. Okay. Um, and he shields his eyes and looks at you. And he kind of waves and gestures for you to come towards him. Okay. Well... I guess we'll walk over towards him then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a slight jog so it's less awkward. Okay. The people in the village don't really seem to have noticed you guys. Okay. Uh, they're mostly focused on whatever they're doing inside the huts. There's not... The huts break more of the vision than it allows you to see inside. Okay. So really kind of... You're more removed from them than you would seem. Even though you're moving through like a burned <laughs> field, basically. Uh, but as you get close to him, you... He, he's waiting for you by his tent, and he kind of, like, gestures you guys over. He says, hey, I haven't seen you here before. I haven't seen you here before either. And he, he kind of, like, waves you <laughs> over. He says, come on around. I got a little fire going here. And he walks back around to the front of the tent, uh, and you can sort of see. It's a short tent because he's a little goblin. Oh, yeah. But you can see, and you guys are tall. Once you get close enough, you can see over the front of the tent that he yeah. does indeed have a little fire pit with a net sitting next to it too so he drags the one that he's carrying back okay. over there and sits down and like starts tying it he's sort of mending this net tying the mm -hmm. ropes together 
And he just gestures at sort of like burned stumps nearby. He says, why don't you sit down? My name's Kolchak. Okay. How much night stalking do you do, Kolchak? He, he squints and says, is that code for something? <laughs> Are you a San Francisco <laughs> night stalker? <laughs> he stands up and says, that sounds like code for something. Just a little and joke he, from back home. Some birds like twitter in the sky, and he immediately like quits looking at you and looks up at them, and cups both his ears and watches while they fly off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he turns back to his net. And he says, "Oh, bad signs, bad signs." And he he starts tying. He says, "Well, I'm. So what brings you here? We don't really know. We were in the woods. There was this big bubble." It made this noise. Okay. And now we're here. He, he looks from the jealous to shadow right. like like your weird druid appearance is matching your crazy ex- explanation right now. I, mean, I just kind of shrug. More or less. Uh, some sort of teleportation, teleportation or... We saw this one girl and then she turned into three girls and then there were zero girls. Three girls, and then... zero girls. Snapping. Three girls, zero girls. The bad signs, bad signs. He he goes back to um, he he like dives into his tent and comes out carrying a leather pouch. Mm-hmm. And he says, "All right, well, I've I've been hunting. I'm I'm a vampire hunter. See, I think I think I've traced something back to this village. I'm not from around here either, but I've been keeping good track of who comes in and who goes out. I think, I think this vampire I've been hunting. I think it's here. It's, I think it's here." You step back now, he says, and he clears a spot on the ground of, like, sticks and stuff, (laughs) and he draws a circle in the dirt, maybe a foot in diameter, and he reaches into the pouch and pulls out a handful of, it looks like junk. Okay. So he pulls out four things, and then he actually jams them all back in before you can even see what it is. It looks like you get a glimpse of, like, a bone that he, like, jams back in the bag, and he rustles around, and he pulls out... A wooden, it's like a coin-sized carved wooden circle. And he flicks it in the air, and it lands on the floor in the center of the circle he just, or on the ground in the center of the circle he just drew. Okay. I'm going to do this, really. Okay, so it lands face up. And you can see on it, on its face, there's just like a crudely carved smile on it. It's facing up. And he jams his hand back into this leather bag, and he rustles around for a minute. The circle lands face up, right? Yeah. And then he digs into the bag, and he pulls out a handful of stuff, and he just throws it. And they land like that. <laughs> and what we are looking at, there is a stone. It looks like a petrified locust. Okay. Okay. Like, legitimately a petrified locust, not yeah. something carved out of stone or anything. There's... It looks like about the size of a dog's, like one of the dog's leg bone, like a mm-hmm. mid-sized dog. Okay. With a string tied around one end. And the third piece is a seashell. And the way it's landed, he kind of puts his hands on his hips and he walks around them. And he's looking at him really closely. He says, me, the bone, evil. And he, he says, okay. Okay, and he quickly, like, gathers it all back up again. Like, this guy just, like, <laughs> threw the bones to mm-hmm. tell fortune yeah. type thing. 
says, yep, 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 something's, something's going on bad here. Something's going on bad here. See that? Well, and he kind of pauses for a second. He says, okay, what I think we got, we got, he actually throws it all back down again, and it mm -hmm. lands all in the exact same positions it was. Okay. And he points. He says, you see this long bone? That bone, the end with the string, that means one. That means one. So we got one, and this, that locust, he actually points to it, and he says, that locust, it's not facing it, but that locust means evil. So we got one evil thing, and this, well, that smile in the middle, that's me. So this evil <laughs> thing, this is me chasing that locust, and, and that shell, he says, that shell, uh, I got it from my mom, uh, that means yes. But you see how it's almost on the edge of the circle? That means I'm, I'm not close. I don't think you guys are the thing I'm hunting. And then he quick gathers it all up again and puts it back in the pouch. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to tell him the signs that I've been divining have not been positive either. Well, what, what have you found? Nothing. That's just the thing. Yeah. When... He, 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 like, he is taking you very, very seriously now. Yeah. So it's not even like I'm kind of smiling at this, but yeah. he is super into what you are telling him right yeah. now. So I've, I've done all the rituals the exact way I have, and every time it's given me results, and every time I know what's going on in the woods, and I, I did it the same, and this time I got nothing. Nothing. You got nothing. I'm on the wrong track. What's your plan now? I know this thing is in the village. I think I can trust you. I think that's what's going on here. But but those birds, you saw how they flew right over the village. That's bad. I I don't know. I'm gonna pull out from my monster from my monster from my monster hunter's pack. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna pull out my vial of holy water and okay. bestow it on this goblin. And I'm gonna tell him this may help you. Like you give it to him? Yeah. Okay. He takes it. He says, "Well." Well, thank you, sir. He's got like grubby, grubby hands. Yeah. And he, it, it's almost like it just disappears up a sleeve, but he all of a sudden sort of pockets it and he yeah. has it on him now. Okay. He says, well, thank you. I, uh, I think I can trust you. I'm going to be, I, I guess I've just been here. I try to watch the village at night. <clears throat> try to explore some of the woods by day. Uh, I, I'll, I'll keep checking in with you, I guess, if I find anything. Okay. Sounds good. I appreciate you appreciate your help. Yeah. I've been doing my best to narrow down. There's not too many people in the village, but I can't quite tell. I think it might be I think it might be the lumberman or the hunter or the fisher. Okay. See, I think I've been following this vampire long enough. I know he can shapeshift. I'm sure you guys are excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I love shapeshifters. I know he can shapeshift. I just well, I can't tell which I can't tell which one he is, but I've been keeping such a good eye on the on the village, it's got to be one of the ones who leaves and comes back. Hmm. Okay. If you find more information, make the call of the common albatross to the wind. I will hear it, and I will answer. He he agrees with you. You don't know if he knows what that means, mm -hmm. but he, he <laughs> says, right, right I'll, yes, sir. At the very least, I'll no matter what bird call he makes, I think... Speaking actual bird, I'll uh -huh. be able to tell if you it's can like distinguish if it's animal or something. Yeah. Okay. Him making some random bird noise. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm just. I don't know what. I mean, I'm not really surprised. I'm. I'm a little bit like, wow! I actually found someone as loony as Nigel is. <laughs> he says, "Well, do you need they? 
he he looks downtrodden for a second. He says, "Well, as you can tell, they don't they don't really let me in the village, but I can. I mean, they they trust me enough. I think they don't think I'm the killer. Do you want me to introduce you at least? I can I can vouch for you. I mean, the bones said you're okay. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> suppose it couldn't hurt, could it? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> could it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I- Okay, let's go. Well, otherwise, what I'm thinking is you could, like, go into the village and start to earn their trust, and I could investigate the surrounding area. Okay, that sounds all right. Or because yeah. I hate to admit it, but you might be better at talking to people <laughs> than me. All right. Fair enough, you got the intelligence to discern yeah. that you're not very curious The woods are where it. I belong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You almost got me attacked by the lumber guys, so... Uh, Who might be a vampire, so you're welcome. I don't want to get attacked no matter who it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> but anyway. He's, uh, the Kolchak. He's like, he has to look way up at you guys because he's like three yeah, feet tall. Yeah. But he looks from one to the other. Are you guys sort of arguing with each other? And he... He pulls out his leather sack again and yeah. dips in and pulls out the seashell and tosses it on the ground and it lands and he kind of looks at it for a second and then he looks up at both of you guys and he nods to himself and puts it back in his sack. Like the whole time <laughs> while you're arguing. Anyway. Let me know if you find anything. We can rendezvous back here, I suppose. Alright. If you find anything, make the call of the uncommon albatross to the wind. I will find you. Well, which one? Do you want me to go with you or with with you? What are your names? Nigelis, good sir. Nice to meet you. You're the nicest man I have met thus far in my policing experience. Police? We're police where we're from. Yeah. Basically, the good guys. (laughs) Okay, he he looks a little unsure for a second, but he just says, okay. Well, I'm Kolchak. He shakes your hand, Nigelis, and looks to you. I'm Shadow. Shadow. You can call me Shadow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds good, Shadow. All right, so you want me to go in the village with you, or you want me to search out here with you? And you jealous? Hmm. Well, have you found anything strange out here so far? Well, not so far. I've mostly been searching out... I mean, there's there's that weird hut off Hmm. to the west. I don't... I, I don't know about that. It... The signs, every time I ask the Bones, they tell me to stay away from the hut. Well, so I I know my way around a forest, and I think you would just slow me down. So I think you should go introduce Shadow to the village. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So he, he just looks back at you, Nigelis, and he says, Just just beware, don't go too far to the west. That, that That's a weird hut. Ain't never seen one with legs like that before. And then he just turns and walks with Shadow. And leaves you at his okay. tent. <laughs> so, okay. uh, who who wants to do something for a bit here? So first, I'm gonna um, cast healing spirit and heal myself to full health. Okay, excellent, good. I guess I'm gonna walk to- closer to the village. Okay, okay. So, well, you know what? Let's have, if you guys don't mind, yeah. let's have Nigelis do his exploration first. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Nigelis, you see Shadow and Kolchak walk towards the village and kind of yeah. leave you with that last weird statement about the hut with legs. Yeah. So I'm going to walk into the dense thicket. Okay. And Up to the north? Yeah. All right. 
And I'm going to call out to see if there are any birds in the area. Mm, okay. Uh, the ones that actually Kolchak noticed fly over the village and mm-hmm. seem to be really sort of disturbed by. Yeah. You hear them call back. Okay. It's a group of doves. Okay. So I'm going to call them to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask about a moving hut. A moving... I'll ask about a moving tree because I think that's something they would understand. Okay, so the uh, these these doves mm-hmm. sort of light on the trees around you. Yeah, and they one of them hops forward, and this is the way doves t- typically behave. Mm-hmm. That they've got kind of one who's the leader who speaks for the group, mm-hmm. and he he hops down. He says, "Hello, hello, friend. Hello. What brings you to these woods? Well, you we're just looking for food." And all, all the other ones, like, coo behind him. Have you found any good food today, brethren? Sometimes, yes. Is there ever any good food that way? I'm going to point to the west. Point to the west? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, there's a whole a whole field of meat. Hmm? And all, all the doves coo excitedly behind him. <clears throat> yes, it, it wiggles just a little bit, but it's so easy to eat. So this isn't dead meat. Which, De- dead meat. He he turns and looks back to the group, and they all coo to him. And he turns back to him. He says, "No, not dead meat. Not dead meat." Hmm. How far of a fly is it to this field? Uh, he says, "About a quarter of the way to tired." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how birds tell distance. They don't know that time. Seems, that seems good, actually. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I do really oh, like that. Thank you. <laughs> so in this field, have you lost any friends? I haven't. No, no, we haven't. Well, sometimes, sometimes when it steps on us, we just need to be careful. And they all coo. Right yeah. Is there a tree there that steps on you? A tree? No, not a tree. Not a tree. A big rock. A big rock. A big rock. It looks like those rocks. And they all coo, and you can tell. It's like gesturing towards the village. Hmm. Have you seen any men going in and out of the rock? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. One man with long hair. Hmm. He flies in. Does he look like me? What do you mean? Hmm. Big or small? Big. Hmm. Long wings. He flies in and out, but only at night. Hmm. And he is a man? He looks like me, other than wings? Well, no hairy face. Hmm. Long nose. Long nose? What about... What does his beak look like? He has a metal beak. Hmm. What does he eat? We don't know. He turns and coos with the other doves and turns back and he just says, We don't know. You've never seen him eat from the field? The meat field? Yeah. No. No, he doesn't eat from the meat field. The meat field comes out of the rock. Hmm. (laughs) This is cool because it's very cryptic. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say... I think that'll do. Thank you, son. Now, you be careful around that meat field. You we, don't get don't get stepped on. We will, thanks. They all coo. And I'm gonna 
You're I'll gonna... bless him like you typically do with things. Yeah, I'll reach out a hand and just like gently scratch under his chin. Nice. And say, may the forest guide you. And give him a 1d4 on his next ability check. <laughs> Perfect. He hops back up by the other doves and they fly off. So at that point, I am going to cast Pass Without Trace. Okay. What does that do? Gives me plus 10 to stealth. Okay. And then... I'm gonna go west. You're gonna go west to the yeah. to the strange hut. I'm gonna stay in the thick forest okay. as much as I can. So you're staying in the thick forest. How fast are you moving? Uh slow. Okay, slow. Ooh, okay. So this is gonna take you basically another hour. You you eventually have to come out. Yeah, and I'm gonna go like here and oh, okay. then back into Excellent. So you stay you stay in the stuff and you're like on the edge. Yeah. Right? What you see and I'll describe this to you, and then we'll jump to shadow, because this is going to maybe give you some thinking to do. All right. So the trees kind of hem in close around this thing. This mm -hmm. space is much bigger than it. It's not like half mile across. Imagine just a small clearing okay. with, with this hut in the middle. So in this clearing, all the earth is blanketed by the soft pink and nearly motionless bodies of what you can only guess to be from this sort of peering out newborn rats okay piled inches deep and squirming weakly over one another oh my god a whole field of newborn rats and standing in the middle of this rat pile on the legs of a chicken these chicken legs are the diameter of tree trunks they're huge mm -hmm. uh is a pretty well-maintained hut. Okay. It's got chicken legs sticking out the bottom, and its threshold, which is held about four feet above the ground by the legs, is slowly turning as the hut rotates on its feet. So it's like these feet are kind of tramping, and this thing is just spinning in circles. Okay. In the middle of this field of squirming baby rats. Uh, it shows you first its front, then its windowless sides and back, and then its front again. And from somewhere near the back of its base, when that side is facing you, mm -hmm. you see the bodies of a few hairless rat babies fall out of the bottom of this hut okay. and sort of get added to the pile. And when the hut continues to rotate, you eventually, as you're sort of sitting there quietly watching this bizarre sight, mm -hmm. you can hear the singing of a woman's voice muffled inside. Okay. And we're going to leave you there to ponder that and let Shadow do his thing for a okay. little bit. Okay. So, so yep. walking you, towards, and, you and Cole Jack yeah. are walking towards the village. And you, you almost have to squeeze your way between two of the huts. It's like they extended the backs of these huts to sort of form like a perimeter wall around things, right? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, as you get closer, Kolchak leads you towards sort of what must be like the entry gate. It's a little wider between the huts. Okay. Um, and what you can see now from here, there's a fire pit. There's racks of meat that are drying in the sun. There's root vegetables on there too. There's a mud-formed altar that's stacked with wooden spears. There's some animal pens holding goats, pigs, and chickens. All this is kind of inside the hut circle. Okay. Uh, there are a couple dogs that are lounging and walking freely around the space. And near one of the huts, sort of on the far side, there's a crowd of maybe 20 really young children, like all of them under 10, okay. uh, kind of playing and 
throwing rocks back and forth, like, you know, mm -hmm. playing with pretty inexpensive yeah, nothings, right? right? Uh, and there's three women who are kind of in the middle of this crowd working at looms <clears throat> with big cloth squares out of, like, dingy-looking yarn is what it looks like they're doing. And close by to them, there's a pretty burly-looking guy who's, he looks like he's putting together a wagon, like he's okay. holding a board up and he's pounding it in. And as you walk into this circle, the one of the women at the looms looks up to you and maybe say it's again like like 50 yard diameter in, inside here. So there's a lot of stuff packed into this relatively small space. Mm -hmm. um, but one of one of the women looks up at you and says something to one of the other ones who who like turns her head. You can see all this happening, but you can't hear their voices mm -hmm. and says something to the guy who's pounding the thing okay. into his uh, wagon. And he. He looks at her and then he looks over his other shoulder and sees you and he sets his hammer down and turns and he starts walking towards you and uh, Kolchak looks up at you and he says, oh, don't worry about him. He, that's Stanislav. He's fine. Okay. <coughs> so he, uh, Kolchak actually like reaches up and like tugs on your clothes mm -hmm. like, we better stop here. Okay. Uh, you'll, you'll yeah, stop. I'll okay, stop, so you guys stop. stop. And uh, Stanislav, this big burly guy walks up to you and he kind of frowns and he looks from the goblin Kolchak up to you and he mm -hmm. says, what are you doing here? Well, I'm uh, looking for a fellow named Bradamil. Ah, he, he nods. He says, all right. Did you bring him here? He, he like, points at Kolchak. <laughs> Kolchak just shrugs. <laughs> says, all right. Well, come on with me then. And he, he like, turns and walks off towards towards one of the huts, kind of away from all the children and the okay. women at the wombs, or at the looms. <laughs> the women at the wombs. Yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, he walks you up to, all these huts basically look the same. Okay. Some of them have, some of them have like the dry meats outside, the the one has the wagon outside, but the, mm -hmm. the huts themselves basically look like they're all the same nobody's flashier than anybody else okay. but he walks you up to one this one doesn't none of them have doors they just have kind of cloth hanging over it okay and he he like hits with his fist on the edge of the door frame and you hear oh come in come in and he p pulls back the cloth and he says uh brad we got some visitors here and he that voice inside says, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. And an old man kind of putters his way <laughs> okay. out, of, out of the hut. A human, all these people are humans. And um, Stanislav, he says, all right, well, this is the guy you're looking for to you, Shadow. And then he turns and walks off. And uh, this old man who came out, he squints at you too. He's not wearing glasses either. <laughs> but he squints at you. He's got a hunched back. And he says, well, I don't, I don't recognize you. I, I know a goblin. What are you visiting for? Uh, well, how much do you know about teleportation? <laughs> well, this doesn't... He, he, he sort of says that to himself, and then he looks at Kolchak. He says, why would you bring this guy here? And he looks back at you. He says, I, I'm so, look, I'm, sorry, I'm sure the goblin told you we're having problems. Mm -hmm. Well, the goblin didn't really tell me. But uh, the guard that's at the temple mm -hmm. told me that you were having problems. 
Yeah, but well. But he also told me to come here anyway. Well, so then you know why I can't exactly trust you right away. So here's what I'm not even going to talk to you. You need to go to the far northeast part. You need to go all the way northeast till you reach the river. Okay. And you need to speak. You need to speak to Triglav. Okay. I won't trust you till you bring back a sign from him that you're safe. He kind of laughs to himself and says, ah, and you'll, you'll know him when you see him. He's got three heads. Well, faces, that is. Okay. Well, I, I guess if you don't come back, I know you're not safe either, then. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, nice meeting you, I suppose. <laughs> I'll be on my way. Yes, yes. He says he, like, waves you off and goes back in his hut. All right. Kolchak looks up and he says, wow, Triglav. <laughs> I wonder what he's like. <laughs> I do too. Three faces. Dang, I should have maybe asked him if it was that horned guy. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um, the funny thing is, you're, are you talking out loud to Colcha? Oh, kind of, yeah. Okay, from inside the hut you hear, yep, horns. Like, <laughs> he shouts out. All right. I'm going to thank him again. <laughs> But out, like, sort of out loud, like, I, like, I'm, we're not supposed to be talking right now, right? so, like, uh, -huh. and, uh yeah, and then I'll, I guess I'll just walk off. Alright. <laughs> Are you going back out of the village? Uh, yeah, like, head back towards, um, what's Kolchak. his name, Kolchak's, like, tent, I okay. guess. Okay, okay, good. So you guys walk back out toward the tent, um, and Kolchak says, you know what, there was a... There's a strange guy. I did the same thing. I brought him in. I, I told him he needed some help because he didn't know how he got here either. He said he, well, he said he was in some crash and then he just turned up here. Okay. Uh, red guy, horns. Yeah, that's the guy. I've been told. He got, he got <laughs> sent up by, they, they told him to go to Triglav too. I didn't go. I just thought I didn't want to leave the village too long, but. Okay. I didn't think I checked the the bones. They told me he wasn't the vampire either. Well. But he didn't come back. He didn't come back from Triglav. He didn't come back from Triglav. Yeah. He left probably a week ago. I see. Well, I kind of have a dilemma now. I don't know how long my partner's gonna take, but well, I don't know if you've noticed this, but. Time's a little bit funky around here. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well. He takes out, he shoves his hand in the bag and yeah. tosses the shell on the floor. And he just shakes his head and picks it back up and puts it in his pouch. He says, I don't know. Can I toss the shell for you? He thinks for a second and he says, okay. And he holds out the bag for you. Okay. Not to take the bag, but he holds it open for you. Okay. And lets you put your hand in it. Okay. So, okay. I guess I'll grab well, I can I grab the shell, I guess, uh -huh. yep. and I'll I'll toss the shell for him. Okay, it lands upside down. Yeah. Open side up. And he says, "Yes." Well, whatever it is, it is happening to you. Okay. Well, anyway, I don't have a whole lot of time to wait around. Okay. So, um, have you ever been out that way to track love? No, but. Well, if it's all the way by the village, it's a couple miles away. I mean, if it's all the way by the river, it's probably two miles away. Where do you think... He, he looks around, he says, Where do you think your friend went? And he starts checking the ground. <laughs> he is unable to find anything. 
I thought as a ranger he'd be better than that, but <laughs> yeah. he can't pick up any tracks. Thanks well, for metagaming. Now we know what he is. Kind of obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I found it's best not to ponder that sort of thing when we're talking about uh, New Jealous. Um, okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go with you if you want. Um. He looks up at the sky. What time is it now? Maybe coming on three o'clock, probably. Probably yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's about three o'clock. We'll say another hour's gone by. Essentially, okay. to get into jealous up to yeah, where he's yeah, at. Yeah. So, you know, of course, he's been moving slowly. You should probably stay here. If there's something funky going on with the village, at least you'll be here to help out with that. Okay, I can do that. And uh, if my pal comes back, um. Maybe try not to let him go in the village. <laughs> Just tell him to wait for me until I get back. If he comes back before me, that is. You want him to wait here? You want him to come after you? Um, well, I guess I'm afraid that we won't meet each other if he comes back. He likes to go in the woods <laughs> rather than on the paths. Okay. Um, yeah, probably just have him wait here. Okay. I'll try and go fast. Uh, we don't, because we don't have a whole lot of time. Okay. There's no, like, horses or anything around here, is there? No. No. <laughs> he just says, no, I haven't seen a horse in a long time. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll be on my way then. All right. Uh, yeah, just let him know that, uh, I'll be back shortly. Okay, I'll keep my eye out for him. And I'm gonna, I guess, take off in like a sort of a jog. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna casually jog. Well, I think the time thing is getting to you guys. I mean, as it sort of is designed to do. Okay, so which way are you? I'll stick to the. I'll stick to the path, but you going. that way? Yeah, I want to try, yeah, like up towards the northeast, I guess. Okay, sure. So I'll head, I guess. Yeah, you can draw your line. Go ahead. I'll head, yeah, I'll head, well, and it maybe even is good that we're, Mm -hmm. now that we're split, that Mm -hmm. we have different colors. So I guess I'll go up this way. Northeast out of town. We can go, you're going at fast pace? Yeah, I would say fast pace. Okay, so you can go 20 in one hour then. So, but I don't, would I, would I be able to like know that this, or like general sense of direction oh, yeah. that can, this would we'll, lead we'll, me back basically to? Basically, if it's uncovered, assume you know what it looks like. Okay. But yeah, we don't have to be super. Then I guess, let's see, so one, two. I kind of think some meta, like it's hard to avoid some metagaming with a map like this. Six. So it's okay. We'll just so I, assume. I guess I'm going to go this way because okay. I'll know that that way leads me back to. Okay. So that's what you can see off in the distance. Off to the north, there is a, it's like a plateau with these stone obelisks that look, they're like 10 feet tall. You can see them. This is like half a mile off. Um, But there's just this flat, where this is all forest, this is a flat stone plateau with these weird, obviously deliberately stacked stone pillars. Hmm. Okay. And you can see beyond it there is the river. Interesting. So I'm going to go, I guess. You'd have to climb maybe 20 feet to get up to it. They're like above the treetops. Nine, ten. Okay, okay. so ten. Yeah, so half an 10, hour. So half half an hour is jog. Gets you up to where these obelisks are. So what you are looking at is like a twenty-foot almost cliff. 
Okay. It's kind of like that, uh, jutting out of this, the earth. This year, that, right? that these are actually on top of. Oh, okay. So yeah, like okay. say I didn't quite draw it right, but say this is all. Okay. Cool. Sort of a cliff, and it's it's jutting up above you. Okay. Do you want to climb up it or go along it? Well, I guess. You could climb it. It's not. Sh- I mean, it's. Yeah. It's up, but it's Looks a like stone claws, face. So. Exactly. The only thing that I don't know is if this is the way that I need to go. I mean, uh-huh. I'm trying to get where I need uh-huh. to go in yeah. a hurry. If you climbed up, you'd have a better view of the Yeah, ground. I guess I'll, I'll climb up. Okay. I'll climb up. It. Okay, sure. So give me an athletics check. Um, let's see. I need good athletics. 13, 13. plus 4. So okay, 17. excellent. So you scale your way up just fine. You When you grab the lip and climb up to the top and you're standing on this flat pet flat plateau um you see that this rocky outcropping it's mostly smooth and bare but scattered across its space are these stone piles each pile reaches maybe 10 feet towards the sky and each pile is each pile is separate from the others so they're spaced at least 40 feet apart and there must be 15 piles in all so it covers most of this space okay you have this in fact, right when you pull yourself up, mm-hmm. you have this weird sense that these stone piles are watching you. Okay. And uh, below the edges of this plateau that you just climbed up onto, in all directions, the tops of the trees kind of sway like waves in this in the breeze that goes by. And every once in a while, a bird calls. And you can see, now that you can see a little bit of distance, often this way there's a swamp. I'm not going to remove that yeah, square because yeah, okay. you can see it's swampy, but it's too dense. Up yeah. above, over this way, because you get a good view of probably the surrounding mile, basically. So off to your east, okay. there is a totally empty field mm-hmm. with just a figure standing in it, standing right up against it's. It's like the woods go up to it, and then the woods, you can see the edge of the woods. Yeah. And you can see an empty field, and there is standing on the riverbank a man. From this distance, you could tell. You're maybe a mile off, but oddly, it's like it's like this guy's size is hard to tell from yeah. such a distance. Okay. He looks really big, but also he's at a distance, so he looks small, but yet you can see him really clearly. Yeah, okay. Um, it is indeed the figure of a man with horns, antlers coming off his head. Okay. Just standing there. So that's probably a mile off to your east with a big, thick patch of woods between you and him. Okay. I uh, guess I'm going to hop back down. Okay. I don't really want to spend too much time here. So yeah, that's fine. I'm going to climb back down. I guess I don't know if you want to check again. but um, Oh, no, you don't need to check to climb but then back I'll, down. You're good. Yeah, I guess I'll climb back down and okay. I'll head off that way. Okay, <laughs> good. So you're going to jog. Are you going through mm-hmm. the... Uh, I'm going to try and avoid thick stuff. Okay, good. So I guess one, two... Ten. So All right. So that takes you to another, four o'clock, so, right? Yeah. So that's four. Here. Why don't me. you do this? Because you got two hours under your belt, and the jealous you got one where you're right. at. And then two, three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so part of another. Good. Uh. So you, I'll I'll read you where you're at. And so then, I'll kind of, as I like approach him, I'll kind of like slow down from uh-huh. my from my jog. Okay. So what you can see as you approach, the woods kind of clear off from your sides. Okay. And you've been running for. Gosh, what is it? Almost two miles now? Like your total yeah, route, like, probably? Uh, About 20 squares. Yeah, roughly two miles. So you're a little out of breath. And what you see, as the woods clears away and you enter this sort of 
the bank coming mm. up against this stream. The naked form of a man with pale blue skin stands at the riverbank. Stag's antlers reach up into the sky from the crown of his head, and he looks in all directions at once through three faces, one white, one green, and one black. You okay. can see this from where you are. Including his antlers, he stands 12 feet tall, but even when his gaze fixes on you, you sense him looking through you into the horizon at your back. You're, you're a good 400 meters away. You're far off. But yeah. you can see all this as though he's 10 feet away from you. Like okay. I said before, like from the distance, it seemed like he was closer than he was. Yeah. And here, it's almost like he's directly in front of you. And when he speaks, something deep in your consciousness seems to stand at attention. Okay. And all three faces at once say, Shadow. That's me. Yeah. And he says, Shadow, come. And his hand, like, waves <laughs> oh. you closer. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll so you, you have to go, like, 400 meters yeah. to get all the way up to him. But he, once you get close, you see that he's he's giant and big, but he looks, he looks weak when you're close to him. Okay. And he... In fact, the closer you get, you realize his shoulders are kind of hunched and his body looks kind of emaciated. And he, all three mouths open at once and all three mouths talk at once yeah. whenever he speaks. He tells you, Shadow, I'm dying. Well, I can tell you've seen your better days. <laughs> um, I got sent here to get some sort of sign. Um, you seem like the kind of fellow who can tell mm -hmm. that uh, I'm not exactly from around here. The, the head's nod he's really got one head with three yeah. faces on it and he nods slowly and the antlers kind of like sway oh, yeah. when he nods he says yes something has weakened the skin of the world i don't know what it is but it's interfered in this space and i can't stop it but it's the thing that's killing me hmm. and i can't he turns his head left and right and he looks up at the sky and he says, it's killing me and I can't do anything to stop it. I'm the... And he, he kind of laughs and says, it seems silly to explain this to one like you. I'm the one who holds this world up. Well. And, and I need to remain here or everything will collapse. But, and he... Like, while he's talking, it's like smoke starts drawing something in the air in front yeah. of you. And it sort of draws this diagram that's got a circle in the middle. And you can see in the circle, there's like figures that are moving around. Okay. And he says, imagine this is our world. And in the middle, like an X forms and some smoke comes off. And he says, and this is me holding that world up. Okay. And a little dot shows up next to it and squiggles around and disappears. And he says, and that's you. Around that circle, a bigger circle forms, and that bigger circle gets cut into four pieces. Okay. So we're looking almost at like a spoke of a tire or something. And he says, there's our world, and then there are the elemental planes. And they turn colors, and one turns red, and one turns blue, and one turns white, and one turns brown. And as they turn those colors, he says, there's the fire, and there's the ice, and there's the air, and there's the earth then there's the skin and that that inner circle the outside of it kind of like lights up for you and he says and there's the skin of our world and well that's time 
and something has weakened that skin. I don't know what's done it, but I don't I don't know how much you know about the way elements enter our enter our plane, but when they come from their plane onto our plane, they pass through that barrier of time and time kind of envelops them. And you see like in this picture sort of a puff of smoke passes through that inner circle mm -hmm. and that inner circle like encloses it and it goes in and just settles next to you and the X that was him inside that thing. Hmm. And so there's this red ball but it's got the smoke around it sort of represent the time that busted off okay. to surround it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And he says, and I don't know what did it but something ruptured that skin and in that, that inner circle part of it like breaks and cracks off inside and falls in and settles next to that X that's him. He says, I I don't know what's done it, but something has happened to time, and we need to restore it. But as I've told you, I it's all I can do to hold this world together myself. And the villagers, they sent you because they, they think I can help, and I can't, but I can tell you who can. And he holds out a hand to you and opens it, and he's holding this big red gemstone. Okay. And he, it's like his arm stretches, and you guys are still pretty far away, but it just stretches far enough to get directly to you. And he holds it out in front of you, and he says, use this gemstone to speak to Marzana. He says, the, the villagers pretend that her statue has power, but it doesn't until you give her this gem. Okay. What you need to do is place this gem in the mouth of the statue and let the priestess channel the message that comes through. Marzana is our oracle. She's a goddess. And she... Well, she can tell the future and she can tell the past and if anyone can save what is happening to the skin of our world, it's her. So this gem will serve for the villagers as a sign that you have my blessing and this gem will activate Marzana and she can tell you how we can stop this. Okay. Sounds good to me. Oh, he so he, he hands yeah. you that gem. Oh, um, and he, he says, and Gus needs your help. Gus? Well, he needs a lot of help on a lot of things. <laughs> He's been taken by the fairies. <laughs> Alright, well, is he around here? He's, he is close. I don't know where exactly. But he's under their spell. Alright. And I know he's with you, and I know he's been displaced too, so you need to find him. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm really curious while you're taking that note down. I want to know what Nigellus is going to do at this hut. Hmm. I honestly, like, as a character, uh huh. I feel like I would just be tormented by the fact that there is a literal field of baby rats being killed. Uh huh. Um, I think what I want to do is basically just roll to see if I have any idea what would be causing this. Okay. Sure. Give me a arcana check, I think. Because this is not natural. 
Okay. It's not going to be a nature check. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. You don't know what kind of magic it is? Give me a history check. Four. Four. Dang. Not great rolls. Okay. You have never heard of anything like this. You don't know what sort of magic it is. You can't, with that arcana check, you can't tell, I mean, you can't really tell if this is good or evil. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't strike you as anything except slightly disturbing. Okay. (laughs) And the rat babies, it's like they're being, like, birthed out of this hut, and then the hut is just stomping them. So, So like. It's just like making a rat pace. Exactly. Under where these feet of the hut keep stepping. And the rat, the rats themselves are trying to, like, squirm out towards the forest. But it's kind of stomping them faster than they're able to get away. Okay. Uh, but but the whole thing doesn't strike you as, cr- I mean, right, you're jealous, so it mm-hmm. seems cruel, right? But you also have the sense that this is all, like, the course of nature. Okay. So it's almost like when an animal it's kills another symbolic. animal. symbolic? A little bit, maybe. Hmm. You don't, it's more like watching, you know, on TV when like a lion kills a gazelle. Yeah. It's more like that and less like a trophy buck hunter killing a buck or something. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can communicate with one of the rats. Okay. I'm gonna creep my way up to the edge of this circle. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm just gonna like talk to one of the rats like what the fuck <laughs> they don't these are newborn rats and yeah. they, they're just they're scared and screaming but none of them are speaking okay so i can just hear you know a whole field of uh-huh. just like oh my god <laughs> yeah basically yeah Ugh. a field of baby rats in pain i'm just gonna like puke yeah this is like dramatic and basically i'm gonna go back to the village and I'm going to be a lot more scared of what's happening. <laughs> okay. Like, I thought this was, like, a fun adventure, like, in my element. And here this is, like, I'm scarred. This is a good catalyst for me officially being a haunted one. <laughs> All right. You're, re- you're re-haunted now. I'm, like, double haunted. <laughs> are you going to, which path are you taking? Are you sneaking through the I'm gonna go back straight through the woods. I'm gonna go back through the brush. That's like the only thing that makes sense to me is the woods. Basically, so that'll that'll cover essentially there and back takes you another hour. So you and Shadow both have two hours under your belt right now. Okay. And should we pause there to pick up next time? Is that okay? I feel like that's a good spot. Yeah. Thank you.